Welcome back, Vetfolio Voice. In this episode, sponsored by Zoetis, I'm joined by Dr. Dana Liska to discuss itchy pets. Recently, a colleague and I were discussing the case of an itchy puppy who had some recurrent episodes of pruritus and pyoderma despite treatment, and he was really starting to look like one of these dogs who might need some chronic treatment despite being so young. And when we started into this case, I realized I wasn't as clear or as confident on the approach to treating itchy puppies as maybe I thought I was. So in this episode, we discuss the approach to itchy puppies as well as other applications, including Apoquil, Oclacitinib tablet, and Cytopoint, and how to use these drugs appropriately to bring relief to our patients. We also talk about Itchy Pet Awareness Month and increasing client engagement to make sure pets are getting the treatment they need. My guest, Dr. Dana Liska, received her doctorate of veterinary medicine from Kansas State University in 1999. Following graduation, she completed a rotating internship in medicine, surgery, and critical care at Mission MedVet in Mission, Kansas. Dr. Liska then practiced general small animal veterinary medicine for four years in Helena, Montana. In 2004, she began a dermatology residency at the University of Florida College of Veterinary Medicine. Go Gators! After completion of her residency and achieving diplomate status in the American College of Veterinary Dermatology in 2006, she remained at the University College of Veterinary Medicine as a clinical instructor of dermatology. She then moved to the Dallas area to join the Animal Dermatology Referral Clinic. For nine years, she practiced clinical dermatology at ADRC, and for five of those years, she shared partnership with two other dermatologists. In September of 2016, she left private practice to join Zoetis. Currently, she serves as chair of Social and Sponsorship Committee for the North American Veterinary Dermatology Forum. She's certified as a level three fear-free speaker, human-animal bond speaker, and feline-friendly speaker, demonstrating she's highly motivated by the idea of protecting the bond between you, your clients, and their pets. Well, for this episode, I'm joined by Dr. Dana Liska. And Dr. Liska, we've talked before about dermatology and itchy pets. So I'm really excited to have you back on. Thank you for joining me. Oh, and absolutely. It's a joy to be here with you again. And thank you for the invitation. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to get to talk about a couple of interesting points here. For for one thing, we're going to touch on when to use Apoquel versus when to use Cytopoint a good diagnostic workup, the five steps to a good workup in an itchy pet. And then also we're going to get to talk about puppies a little bit and what to do about an itchy puppy, which I'm very happy we're touching on because I recently had a case of an itchy puppy come across my plate. And, you know, I thought I knew the answers, but when I was actually faced with it, you know, I kind of started doubting myself. So I'm happy we're going to get to have that conversation. I am too. And it does. It seems like I was starting to see patients in practice kind of coming in younger and younger. And as you alluded to, you know, talking about, I think dermatology always, it's a good place to start with the diagnostic approach. And we're definitely going to talk about puppies later in the podcast. And so I'll just say, you know, I'm, you know, usually seeing critic adult dogs. And when those dogs are coming into my practice, I'm going to make sure that I am at least keeping in mind that diagnostic approach to the itchy dog or the predict dog. And as you said, that that might for some patients include a, a full five steps. So one of the things that I was hoping is that your listeners, if they were at home or in their office, would have a little piece of paper and a, and a pen with them. And so what I'd love them to do is turn that piece of paper 
lengthwise so that they can draw five big circles across the middle of that paper. And then just draw little lines to connect each one of those little bubbles together. And the diagnostic approach looks like this. In the first circle on that left-hand side, that first step is what we say is stop the paritis. For those listening, paritis, that's a big word for itch. So it can be stop the paritis, stop the itch. And as you're moving across the paper to the next bubble, the next step in the diagnostic approach is to rule out parasites. And really, just as an aside, that's a really simple way to write, start the patient on an isoxazoline, especially if deemed safe by the veterinarian. In that third circle across the paper, in that middle one, write, identify and treat secondary infections, because that's a really important step when looking at itchy dogs. In the fourth circle, that's when we're considering food allergy. So write food allergy in that fourth circle. And that's especially for patients who are, if they're struggling non-seasonally. And then finally, in that final circle on the right-hand side of the page, write confirm atopic dermatitis, or you can write confirm AD just as a shorthand note to yourself. And that's for patients who are having seasonal flares or for patients who have failed to improve on a good elimination diet trial. So for patients who are coming for the very first time or having seasonal flares, maybe just once or twice a year, it's absolutely fine just to focus on those first three bubbles. Stop the itch, rule out parasites, and identify and treat secondary infections. It's those patients that become more chronic and are having non-seasonal issues that are going to need to have that eight-week elimination diet trial. And then finally, once a patient becomes you know, more chronic and is coming in more consistently and persistently for their atopic dermatitis, that we're going to come up with a good long-term plan for those patients too. Perfect. Anybody who has worked with me knows that I love, you know, kind of algorithmic thinking and then, you know, do this, then go here. So I love that approach to working up the itchy pet, kind of focusing on step one here, since step one is stop the paritis, stop the itch. So let's start there. Zoetis has Apoquel and Cytopoint, both available. So let's start with Apoquel or Oclacitinib tablet. What are kind of your guidelines, your rules of thumb when you're reaching for Apoquel? Yeah, thank you for asking. So let's have your listeners flip that piece of paper over. And on one side, they're going to write Apoquel at the top. And the other side, they're going to write Cytopoint because we're going to get to Cytopoint. But underneath Apoquel, there are five big bullet points that I think of when I think of reaching for Apoquel. And the first bullet point to your question is when do I prefer to reach for Apoquel? And the short answer is when I need rapid relief. So when I have an itchy patient that needs rapid relief from that discomfort, I I reach for Apoquel because I know it's going to start providing relief within four hours. And if I can just interject there, I agree with you. Apoquel works really well for providing good itch relief quickly. But what about controlling inflammation due to allergic dermatitis? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So we definitely know how well Apoquel works for that allergic paritis, that allergic itch. But I love sharing that Apoquel was specifically designed to control both itch and inflammation due to allergic and atopic dermatitis in dogs. Recognizing that Apoquel is a what we call a selective Janase kinase inhibitor, and when Apoquel is administered, it inhibits the activity of interleukin-31, which is the major itch-inducing cytokine. But also recognizing that Apoquel also inhibits the activity of other pro-inflammatory cytokines. Those are the cytokines interleukins 2, 4, 6, and 13. 
effectively inhibiting allergic skin inflammation due to allergic dermatitis. So I feel confident reaching for Apoquel in many instances when years ago I might have opted for a steroid. I would now choose Apoquel for say like a nasty hot spot, or if there's significant itch and inflammation that comes along with the malassezia dermatitis, that would of course be secondary to allergic dermatitis. I agree. That's been my experience using Apoquel as well. And Another thing that I really like about it is being able to use it for kind of stop and start itch control and use it as needed. I will, you know, kind of bear my soul here a little bit and say, I do use it that way. Um, is that okay? Am I using it correctly? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I don't know. It's like, it's like a perfect segue and, and just having that second bullet uh, underneath Apoquel being it's great for that stop and start itch control. It, it just, what we recognize is just, it has an incredibly short half-life. It's metabolized quickly. And I'm trying to think, so probably one of my favorite places that I can think of this kind of stop and start of Apoquel is during an elimination diet trial. And I, I love it because veterinarians out there can start that patient, uh, patient on Apoquel, they can make sure they're, again, on satisfactory flea and tick control product. Again, identifying, treating those infections, and then starting the patient on an elimination diet trial if that patient has a non-seasonal dermatitis. Maybe it's even just a non-seasonally relapsing infections. But basically, I like to have those patients on Apoquel. And then at four weeks, it's a great time to reassess that patient. And I recommend that the pet parent can stop the Apoquel maybe a day or two before they're coming in for that recheck exam. And that way, they're able to assess if their dog is getting itchy while they're off Apoquel. And the beauty of it is, is if the dog isn't getting itchy off Apoquel, then that tells me that the elimination diet trial might just be working for that patient already. What I recognize and what we recognize is the, the paritis returns really quickly off of Apoquel. Then because we can do this stop and start, the practitioner or I myself as a derm can provide another prescription of Apoquel to keep that dog super comfortable during the second half of that elimination diet trial. And again, at the end of the eight-week elimination diet trial, we can do that stop and see again, has the patient improved on the food alone? I would totally agree because doing a diet trial, I mean, that can be a hard sell when you have a really itchy pet and you're going, this could take eight weeks or more to really see a big difference, you know, to say like this pet's going to be itchy during that time, but to be able to start them on Apoquel and, and like you said, kind of stop in the middle and see how things are going, I think is a huge advantage. So if I've heard you correctly on the first two bullet points, provide rapid relief and stop and start itch control. Is that right? I'm with you. Perfect. Perfect. All right. What's bullet point number three? So number three, I would like for your listeners to write down use during diagnostic tests. And that is so important to me, especially as a dermatologist. We have studies that have shown that Apoquel will not interfere with intradermal allergy testing. So that means the, the veterinarians who are listening... You can start a patient on Apoquel and you can refer that patient to a veterinary dermatologist who is typically performing, you know, the intradermal allergy testing. And I do always say this, though, I always want you to have a great relationship with the veterinary dermatologist that you refer to. And so have a quick conversation for them. Check with your specialist first. Make sure that you understand what their individual protocol is just to get your patients ready for testing. 
Well, those sound like huge advantages of being able to keep dogs on this while they are undergoing food trials. And then also when we're referring for further testing to be able to get them some relief in the meantime. But I know that Apoquil does have an age limit. Can you remind us about that? Yeah, let's make that bullet number four for when I would reach for Apoquil. And that is for dogs at least 12 months of age. Perfect. Okay, so to summarize so far, rapid relief, stop and start itch control, use during diagnostic tests, making sure they're at least 12 months of age. And out of five bullet points, what's the last one? All right. Fifth and final bullet point is short and long-term management of allergic itch. I love sharing this. I think this is fantastic. Apoquil was actually approved by the FDA for use 10 years ago in the spring of 2013. It's been 10 years since approval. I think that's so cool. Oh my gosh. We know, I know through, through data, we know that over 13 million dogs have been treated in the U.S. alone. And also it's now been through a five-year pharmacovigilance review and a post-approval experience review by the FDA. And that's all just a part of any drug's normal life cycle. And so we at Zoetis and I, as a veterinary dermatologist, feel comfortable with the short-term and the long-term use of Apoquel to manage that pritis that's due to allergic and atopic dermatitis. So pretty easy bullet points there. I think we summarized them really well, but I want to see, do you have any questions for me that you think your listeners might be asking before we turn our attention to Cytopoint? I don't know that I necessarily have any questions, but I am really happy to hear about that pharmacovigilance study and know that there's a comfort level there with long-term use of Apoquil because sometimes these dogs, you know, for quality of life, it really makes a huge difference to them. Does, doesn't it? Yes. Oh my goodness. So let's transition over to Cytopoint, which I'm extra excited to talk about because before I had this itchy puppy come across my plate not too long ago. So let's hop into Cytopoint here. Do you have five bullet points about Cytopoint as well? I do have five. So again, at the top of the other part of the other side of the page, you know, having Cytopoint as our header and then making space for those five quick bullets um, for your listeners. It's kind of the way I think of controlling allergic pruritus. I think of Apical first line, that's going to be my go-to. And then I think Cytopoint if I have one of the following five situations. You know, I think of some of these owners who, you know, maybe they have a little dog who's a really picky eater or something like that. And just, it's so hard to give them any sort of oral medication. And when I tell them potentially we could use an injection to help control the itch, there's just like this huge feeling of relief. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. And that's why the first bullet point under Cytopoint is those dogs who are difficult to give medications to, you know, maybe a Another way of thinking of it is when owner compliance is a concern, that would be kind of a quick quip there. And sometimes that's just owners who like that convenience of a long acting therapy. They don't have to think about remembering to give the medication every day. And also that goes along with it is that Cytopoint, you know, provides that four to eight weeks of relief with a single injection um, that can be given in, in the office. Absolutely. And I'm I'm thinking of another way Cytopoint might make things easier for pet parents. 
some of these paritic pets are not just dealing with itch, they're dealing with secondary infections as well. And owners may be having to administer other therapies at home. So, you know, taking that therapy out of the equation and being able to help control that paritis with an injection can be, you know, it's just that huge relief. Oh, I, I so agree. And you're making this so easy for me. It's like, you're just kind of like having all these, like, like we're so connected in, in these, in these bullet points because bullet point number two is what we say dogs with comorbidities or, or other diseases. And what we know about cytopoint is it can be used in dogs with comorbidities and maybe safely used. And this is where we're kind of getting into the puppies thing, but can be safely used in dogs of all ages. So that kind of reminds me of this, this itchy puppy that I keep referring to that wasn't really responding to some of our other therapies. And the question I had was, can I use Cytopoint safely in this puppy? And I thought the answer was yes, but then I had questions. I was going, well, am I thinking of this correctly? So, you know, you mentioned that this can be used in dogs of all ages. Thank you so much for clarifying that. Yeah, it is true. And it's, it's a nice therapy to have for these younger dogs. And I know that in my practice, I was seeing them coming in younger and younger, you know, it used to be that four month old puppies had Demodex, but now they're coming in with, with itchy paritic skin and, you know, trying to figure out again, along the diagnostic pathway, what is causing that paritis and then having Cytopoint again as a therapy that you can, can use for those patients is, is really, really a great place to be in practice. Absolutely. And that's a whole nother podcast in and of itself of them coming <laughs> younger and younger. Yes. So what's bullet point number three when we're talking about Cytopoint? Owners seeking non-drug therapy. And I think most veterinary team members have worked with clients who are looking for a more natural approach to their dog's health. And we can say that Cytopoint is a biologic immunotherapy. And that makes a lot of sense, especially if we're talking about younger dogs or something like that. The idea of, you know, using drugs long-term can be a little bit scary for owners. So saying we have this alternative can be really encouraging. Yep. I, again, I'm with you. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So just to recap, can you give me a summary of where we're at with the bullet points so far? Yes. When owners are looking for convenience of a long-acting therapy versus having to give pills. That's one thing. Number two is dogs with comorbidities. And we kind of rolled the age thing in there, but I'm going to separate that back out. Number three, we just talked about owners seeking non-drug therapy. And now I would love to really create that, that fourth bullet point, And that is those dogs of all ages. I love it. And I'm so happy that you clarified that because it's, you know, it's good to kind of have that tool in our tool belt when we have a younger dog who's presenting with paritis. Yes. Right. The, you've seen the four month old golden doodles who are itchy, the six month old pit bull puppies, the 10 month old French bulldog puppies. There's so many of them out there that are paritic. Oh, it's so true. It's like, you know, there are like those certain poster children for it and <laughs> the owners call and say, yeah, they're itchy. And you're like, yes, yes, they are. Let's talk about long-term management. Yes. Yes. Now, what was the story with the puppy that, that you were saying? You know, actually it was, it was a case of a colleague of mine. It wasn't mine, but she was asking me for my thoughts on it. And I said, oh, well you can use Cytopoint. And she said, can I? And I said, I think so. And that was where we kind of got backed up of, you know, can't, is it okay to use it? Um, unfortunately we were able to go look up the information and see that it was approved. And I believe that she did put that puppy on Cytopoint, at least in the short term to get 
all the symptoms under control and he did really well. Oh, that's good to hear. So Dr. Cassie, I just have to ask, do you remember what, what breed of puppy he was? I want to say he was a great Dane and that, that kind of threw, you know, another monkey wrench into that because, you know, there can be some limitations with managing, you know, these, these giant breed dogs. Well, I appreciate that. Now I do have this theory though. Like I feel like best medicine is best medicine. And I feel like if it's, you know, best medicine for a four month old Chihuahua puppy, I, I feel like it should be considered best medicine for a <laughs> four month old Great Dane puppy. But the puppies, I, I mean, it brings up an, an interesting situation because, you know, what I as a derm, where does my brain go as far as the diagnostic approach to a puppy? I mean, do you do you think oftentimes in those in those terms, Dr. Cassie? You know, I I I don't. And that was kind of brought to light when we were dealing with this case of that, you know, I often find myself when I'm managing an itchy pet managing an adult dog. And so where I thought I had a pretty good understanding, I really started questioning myself when it came to puppies. So is the diagnostic workup in a puppy, you know, those general steps we talked about earlier, is that different from an adult dog? Yeah. So let's dive in there. We have aligned that Cytopoint is a good go-to for these patients who are under 12 months of age for their allergic pruritus. And so that's step number one. Um, number two, rule out parasites. And so we're going to, of course, do that because you know, you do think of these younger dogs as potentially having demodicosis, um, potentially have been, having been exposed to scabies certainly fleas as far as a parasite. So that's why number step, you know, step two is always important. And then thinking of course, of the third step, rule out secondary infections, because just like adult dogs, these younger patients can have secondary infections. And so I think oftentimes for puppies, because you're seeing them for the first time, like this great Dane, typically for those dogs, you are going to just kind of do those first three steps and then see how the patient responds and see how they do, making sure that you're seeing them back for follow-ups, you know, before you're diving in and deciding if you need to do a food trial, before you're diagnosing that puppy with atopic dermatitis, just kind of seeing how they respond after you've followed the, the first three steps in the diagnostic approach. You know, and then there's also those things that we don't see very often. We don't see dermatophytosis very often, but if you have a young puppy, especially a young puppy that's come out of a shelter or is living with cats, I think those are things that you certainly want to keep in mind for the, for the workup of those younger dogs. Absolutely. I mean, it seems very logical and easy to follow. And I know it makes me feel more confident about the next itchy puppy I see. Good, good. That's what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> So what about food sensitivities and food allergies in these young patients? Do we see food issues this young? We can see puppies have food allergy at a young age. And, and I guess the way I look at it is when they are young, it, it is a time that they could potentially develop a food allergy. And it's a good time to rule that out as a potential allergen and you know, doing that eight-week elimination diet trial. But the reason why I would do that is because the puppy, the puppy is coming in on a very persistent and consistent basis, you know, with with relapsing pruritus, with relapsing dermatitis, with relapsing secondary infections, any of those things when they're just that persistent and consistent is when I think that there could be a potential food, uh, a food allergy. And if we do have one of these where we suspect there might be a food sensitivity or food allergy, are there any specific diets that you tend to reach for? 
Ooh, good question. You know what my best advice is, is whether it's an adult dog or it's a puppy who you're considering doing a food, an eight week elimination diet trial on. I, again, would love for you to reach out to your local dermatologist who you refer to and find out what diets they are using and what they uh, find to be acceptable. So that way that if you do recommend and the owner fulfills an eight week elimination diet trial, and the patient fails that elimination diet trial, then you'll know that you've used the food that is most recommended um, by your local dermatologist. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense to make sure that we're maintaining that, that good relationship and that teamwork and we're on the same page with our treatment plan. Yeah. And that way, then, if you're using what your local dermatologist feels to be the best of the best of foods, then let's just say that dog fails that eight-week elimination diet trial and they're still itchy, then you can confidently say that, well, you know, it's your your dog is just young and it's got an early onset atopic dermatitis or environmental allergy. And I, I'll tell you, I mean, I kind of touched on this a, a little earlier, but I mean, we see the doodles, the golden doodles early. We see the pit bull puppies, the French bulldog puppies. We see we see labs and golden retrievers come in early for their allergies. And, and you know that elimination diet trial, it definitely has its place. But don't be surprised, I guess, if you do that elimination diet trial and the patient continues to have allergic dermatitis, allergic pruritus, because again, then you can make your, your final diagnosis of atopic dermatitis. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know with my dog, I have a yellow lab and I've seen him put his foot in his mouth a couple of times. I'm like, don't even do it, buddy. Don't even go there. <laughs> How old is he? <laughs> He's three now. Oh, yes. Yes. So that was that was four bullet points. What's the fifth bullet point? Number five, dogs requiring lasting lifelong disease management. And I think it just comes down to this. Once I, have, as a veterinary dermatologist, have determined what is the underlying cause of the allergic pruritus, once I understand the frequency of how often that dog is going to have flares, how severe are the flares, I'm you know, then looking to the future and trying to come up with that long-term plan. And I think Cytopoint often fits really well into the plan, just because as you mentioned earlier, it is so easy for pets and it is easy for the owners. I will share this. I can think of just this absolutely beautiful French bulldog. Um, her name is Lemon Drop and she lives in the Seattle area. And the summer she turned, it would have been the summer she turned three. She needed a really short course of Apoquel and they, they prescribed it twice daily for three days and then once daily for three days for a mild flare of allergic dermatitis. The summer she turned four though, she spent most of the summer on Apoquel because her allergies were getting worse. And now she's receiving Cytopoint injections on a regular basis just because it's easier for her family. And when she's a at the boarding facility, which I guess she boards a lot, is just able to kind of provide that lasting relief for her. Absolutely. And it's so nice to have two different types of therapies that each have their own separate advantage. I love that. That's a really great way to summarize it. So recapping for Cytopoint, dogs who are difficult to medicate or where owner compliance is an issue, or owners who just prefer a long-lasting therapy, mm -hmm. dogs with comorbidities, Owners who prefer non-drug therapy, dogs of any age, so including ours that are less than 12 months of age and can't get Apoquil, and then dogs needing lasting lifelong treatment. So all of that, I, I love the way that you laid that out with the, the bubbles as far as the diagnostic workup and then when to reach for each medication. I think that's a really nice summary. In our last few minutes here, 
I wanted to touch on Itchy Pet Awareness Month. Are, are there any thoughts you want to share on Itchy Pet Awareness Month? Yeah, I'm glad we have a few minutes to touch on this. So this is fun too. August is the fifth year of Itchy Pet Awareness Month that's sponsored by Zoetis. Another fun fact I'd love to share, there are 7.8 million itchy dogs out there that have never, ever seen a vet for their itch. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of dogs. You know, just recognizing that many over-the-counter or what we call like home remedies that pet owners read about on the internet, you know, they might talk to a friend or a family member and they might try this or try that. Most of those things are not effective in treating itch and really contribute to a delay in the diagnosis and, and effective treatment of these dogs with paritis. Again, we have a lot of data. It, it's so cool, but we can share that. We know things are improving because last year in 2022, over 9.5 million dogs saw a veterinarian for their paritis. And we've seen a 40% increase in the numbers of itchy dogs coming into veterinary clinics over the last five years. So they're out there, they're out there waiting to be seen. And we now know we're getting more and more into veterinarians to get the help that they need. I am so glad to hear that. It breaks my heart when I hear someone say, oh yeah, you know, my dog is itchy and you know, there was just nothing that could be done for, for him or for her. And, you know, I just want to go, Oh, I just, I don't know that that's true. I feel like, you know, we could find a solution. So I'm glad to hear that more and more pets are being seen for their itch and getting the treatment that they need. Yep. I would just, you know, we out, out here doing podcasts just like this to continue to raise the awareness. Absolutely. And any suggestions for what we can do in practice to raise awareness? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I'd love to share that Zoetis has an updated, it's a website, it's dedicated to all things regarding Itchy Pet Awareness Month. And if your listeners go to itchypetawarenessmonth.com, they'll be able to find those tools that are available, like from, from Facebook and Instagram posts that you can take straight off the Zoetis website and use as your Facebook and Instagram posts, videos, uh, a team-based protocol for allergic itch and getting everyone on the same page in the clinic. Those are just some of the ideas the, of the tools that are available there. And then, so then just to wrap it up to say, go visit us, come see us at itchypetawarenessmonth.com and, and see what tools are there that you can utilize. I love it. Well, Dr. Liska, thank you so much for, for joining me and for kind of laying out this beautiful approach to the itchy pet. And also, you know, what we can do as a clinic to make sure that owners are aware that there's treatment available for their itchy pets and, and make sure we're all on the same page in the clinic. I, I so appreciate every time I get to talk to you. That feeling is so mutual. And um, again, thanks for your time. Okay, I hope everybody feels much more confident when it comes to treating itchy puppies and that you have some good rules of thumb and a good flow chart to use for how to use Apoquil and Cytopoint most effectively. I want to thank Dr. Liska for joining me for such a great talk and thank you to Zoetis for making this episode possible. For more episodes like this, click on the education tab on the Vetfolio website. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this talk, as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear from us in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day. This podcast was sponsored by Zoetis, the makers of treatments including Apoquil, Oclacitinib tablet, and Cytopoint. 
Important safety information for Apoquil. Do not use Apoquil in dogs less than 12 months of age or those with serious infections. Apoquil may increase the chances of developing serious infections and may cause existing parasitic skin infestations or pre-existing cancers to get worse. Consider the risks and benefits of treatment in dogs with a history of recurrence of these conditions. New neoplastic conditions, benign and malignant, were observed in clinical studies and post-approval. Apoquil has not been tested in dogs receiving some medications, including some commonly used to treat skin conditions, such as corticosteroids and cyclosporins. Do not use in breeding, pregnant, or lactating dogs. Most common side effects are vomiting and diarrhea. Apoquil has been used safely with many common medications, including parasiticides, antibiotics, and vaccines. For more information, please see the full prescribing information at apoquil.com pi. Apoquil indications. Control of pruritus, itching associated with allergic dermatitis, and control of atopic dermatitis in dogs at least 12 months of age. Cytopoint indications. Cytopoint has been shown to be effective for the treatment of dogs against allergic dermatitis and atopic dermatitis. Zoetis is dedicated to changing the way we approach canine pruritus to benefit the pet, the owner, and the veterinary team. Visit apoquil.com and cytopoint.com for more information.